Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison here to tell you Geico has. trained in 
nutrition and biochemistry, but the big question that always bothered me um, was why do we get sick? What causes disease? And I'm, you know, I carry the gene that predisposes people to engage in excessive um, solution-seeking, reward-seeking behaviors. So I'm kind of like a pit bull with a with a rag. I just don't let go until I get to the bottom <laughs> of it. Uh-huh. And um, and so I I began to ask the question why. I became a two-year-old mentally and began to ask the question why and began to look into the scientific literature and read different books. Um, And the answer that I found was that all chronic diseases have something in common. They're all rooted in an inability to effectively use oxygen and water. It's that simple. And everything that happens from that you know, people that, that think that there's viruses or it's inflammation or bacteria or free radicals or particular uh, NERF-1, NERF-2 genes or uh, cellular adhesion molecules or vascular adhesion molecules and angiotensin renin system and, you know, just the cascade. Hormonal disorders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you name it. Environmental and, toxins. Exactly. I mean, those are triggers. Those are cattle. You know, they impair when, for example, uh, somebody who smokes and they get lung cancer. Did the cigarette cause lung cancer? Well, yes, it was the catalyst. It's the thing that blocked yes. the body's ability to use oxygen and water. Interesting. And that, you know, and so every major chronic disease I call suffocating cell syndrome because cells mm. can't use oxygen. If you If you can't use oxygen... You cannot use water because water's H2O. So yes. the the problem then the is that the two really do go cell- hand in hand, don't they? Absolutely, like two hands clapping. And mm-hmm. so the issue is dehydration then, because if I tell you there's going to be a terrible storm in your area that's going to knock your water out for two weeks, the first smart thing you do is store water. And mm-hmm. that's what the cells do. When you lose the ability to use oxygen and therefore water, your body starts to store water, retain water. It can't manage it. It can't manage the oxygen, and so you get a, you get a significant increase in oxygen-free radical damage and inflammation and water retention, fluids around the cells, and that's a common pathological or disease-based occurrence, and it's, it's a real simple issue. Your bodies are holding on to water because they can't get rid of it, and also water's a coolant. So, you know, you mm. can take diuretics. Are you saying then? No, please go on. I said you can take diuretics to try and get rid of the water, but that's not fixing yes. the cause of the water retention. The, the retention is occurring because the body is not metabolizing first O2 and then as a subsequent downstream, no pun intended, uh, consequence is it cannot digest, metabolize H2O. It starts Correct. with oxygen? Yes. And, and, and so that throws the body to that throws the body into a state of panic. Yes, exactly. And that's when it starts to collect and hold on to water, causing what we refer to as edema. Right. That's right. Okay. And that's why. Now, 
doctors give water pills. Are you suggesting then, Bill, that if the bill, uh, if the bill, if the body could properly metabolize oxygen through its various mechanisms, that issues, matters like fungus and yeast and mold in the body, or even different hormonal imbalances would not have the same kind of effect because those all of those would also be metabolized and thereby eliminated from the body and the cells? Uh, yes, and let me clarify. So all those little bugs that you just mentioned are anaerobes. Yes. They thrive yes. in an oxygen-deprived environment. Yeah, parasites, worms, mold, bad bacteria, yeast, other fungi. Uh, by the way, uh, cardiovascular disease, cancer, arthritis, um, etc., are all anaerobic-induced events. Can't use oxygen and water. So that's a decaying environment. So while you're alive, you're actually slow-motion decaying, and you're fostering the growth of organisms that not only accelerate that decay, but that live in that environment. So when you restore the ability to use oxygen, you create an environment that's untenable. It's not survivable for these anaerobes, and they have to go. You know, you were reminding me of a Nobel Prize that was awarded in, was it 1933? Was it Dr. Otto, who discovered that... 1939, I think it was. I thought it was. But it could be 33. Yeah, Dr. Otto Warburg. Dr. Otto Warburg, who found that cancer cannot live in an oxygen-rich environment, and conversely, of course, it grows in an oxygen-deprived environment, which is Absolutely. just what you're saying. He was right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he found that when he took an, an anaerobic or acid environment, because acidity is anaerobic, alkalinity is aerobic. When he took mm-hmm. a, a cancer cells in an acidic environment, he put an alkali into that environment within minutes the cancer cells died so they are not immortal yes interesting and so that that alkaline component does it is it carrying o2 well absolutely oxygen so the definition of acid is the concentration of hydrogen and the definition yes. of alkaline is the concentration of hydroxyls, of OH. So the only difference between H and OH is the presence and usability oxygen. of oxygen. Brilliant. Brilliant. It is simple. Wonderful. It's, 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 yeah. it's almost so simple, it just defies complicated thinking. Yes. Yes. And yet right. we're out and there could... trying to kill cancer cells. Yeah, right. When we and know that yeast. oxygen actually acts, acts uh, you know, oxygen does it, but what kind of money is there for the pharmaceutical industry to, <laughs> what are they going to do, bottle oxygen? You know, <laughs> the sad reality, and, and, and this sounds conspiratorial, and I, I don't know that I want it to sound that way, but the fact of the matter is that the big money is not in the cure. It's in the chronic, yes. ongoing, long-term, persistent treatments. Yes. You got it. Yes, yes. And you know what? This isn't conspiratorial. This is just factual. 
and it can be borne out. And there have been studies on this. And Economics 101 teaches us this. And then Ethics 101 teaches us something else. But we're not going to go down that road. We're going to look at <laughs> solutions that are naturally based and that are based on Dr. Otto Warburg's discovery for which he was awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine back then. Right. Right. And so, interestingly, what you're doing is essentially a continuation and an expansion, if you will, of that work. Would you say? Uh, it certainly is in line with the premise, for sure. I mean, he was the the guy that discovered the premise. the The challenge has become that we have lost the belief that the body is capable of doing it on its own. And the natural products industry has migrated into a realm, essentially, of pharmacological interventions using natural ingredients. So we're having people drink high alkaline water. We're having them do high alkaline foods because every major chronic disease is rooted in acidosis or an inability to use yeah. oxygen and water. So yeah. we have to force alkalinity. And the fact of the matter is you can't force you know, health. You have to nourish it because the body is already genetically pre-programmed to know how to use everything that you put in it. It's just that we haven't been able to get it in, and that's where oh, our technology excels. Interesting. That is a beautiful lead into your delivery system. Would you please enlighten us about that so we understand <laughs> the distinction between taking an ordinary even well, uh, you know, a good con high content type of nutrients, um, you know, multivitamin, multimineral, and what happens in ingestion with it and what happens distinctly with yours. Okay, well, the number one health malady in our culture is digestive problems. They're the number one reason for emergency room visits after accidents. They're the number one reason for doctor's visits. They're the number one reason uh, and the most purchased of uh, over-the-counter meds, and they're the number one reason for prescriptions after your Cialis Viagra types, which are, I would allege, more recreational uh, requirements mm -hmm. or needs. Mm -hmm. So digestive problems are a major issue, and the reason that's huge is because your digestive system, being the first step of human metabolism, happens to be the most important because your digestive system has to be able to tell the difference between not you, food, and you. And then it has to be able to tell the difference between good not you and bad not you. It has to be able to convert good not you into you, get rid of the waste of that conversion process, protect you from those waste and bad not you, dispose of the bad not you and the waste of the good not you, all in the process of creating a good you. So it, it's broken. If someone wasn't emotionally stable, they could be considering themselves a bit schizophrenic at that moment. <laughs> well, you is know, it I, me I try or to explain is it. Not it me? <laughs> I try and explain it in a way that is just so logical that people get it, because your digestive system contains seventy to eighty percent of your immune system lymphatic tissue. That's why, yeah. because essentially it's an external organ on the inside of your body because it better be open at both ends. That's right. 
And That's right. It's it's assault. And, and by the way, the consumption of food and food that your body can't convert to you, undigested food, is the single largest um, catalyst uh, for white blood cell uh, production. Interesting. By the way, I think you'll be interested to know, Bill, that in Chinese medicine, exactly what you're saying is described all the time. There's what's called the, the Fu and the Zhang organs. And the bladders, for instance, are considered yang external organs, even though they're on right. the inside of the body, because of exactly right. the reason you said. Yeah, it is amazing. Open they system. also, they also, um, you know, ascribe a an intimate relationship between the lungs and the kidney. And what's yeah. fascinating about that That's is those right. are the two most important organs for regulating your body's pH. Interesting. Interesting. Because your how, lungs how regulate so? your lungs regulate your oxygen and carbon dioxide exchange. Sure. And your kidneys regulate your carbon dioxide and bicarbonate exchange. Oh. And the difference Great. between Could you expand CO2, on that a little bit, just so I understand. Yeah. So CO two in this case acts as an acid. It's a downstream equation from the hydrogen that I just mentioned earlier, and includes water and, and such. And I won't get into that. But carbon dioxide acts as an acid. And bicarbonate, mm -hmm. which is HCO3, acts as a base because it contains that critical OH group. Bicarbonate so of soda, for instance. Yeah. Exactly. So what happens is as your blood is circulating through the 60,000 miles of blood vessels, when you're healthy, it makes one complete revolution every 20 to 60 seconds. It is phenomenal. Mm. As it's going through the kidney tubules, the kidney is taking an OH off of bicarbonate and putting it onto CO2 to create bicarbonate. And this is happening maybe a thousand times a second. Just like you're walking a straight line, left leg, right leg, left leg, right leg, alternating left and right to stay on the straight line, your body alternates this OH on, OH off exchange maybe a thousand times a second to keep your blood at 7.4, 7.3975, but essentially 7.4. If your blood pH moves more than three-tenths of a point in either direction, if it goes below 7.1 or above 7.7, .7, if you're not dead, you're critically ill. So it tries to keep it as close to 7.4 as possible. That's why you don't want to be doing high alkaline things. You don't want to take anything because of the pH. If the if the the pH of something was the most important for keeping alkaline, you could drink lye and be healthy. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. think there's too many people who want to try that. No. So no. yeah. So that's how the system works. And inside the cells, you have another two compartments. You have your electrolytes, your ions, anions, cations, and you have your hemoglobin. So the electrolytes are the checking account of alkaline buffers. The hemoglobin is a savings account of alkaline buffers. So when you start running out of the checking account, which is evidenced by things like cramps, twitches, charley horses, restless legs, pinched nerve, which they call pinched nerve. It's actually uh, just um, de it's dehydrated and hypoxic. There's not enough oxygen there, and it causes uh, cramping and twitching and neuro neuromuscular problems and inflammatory mm -hmm. disorders and arthritis and cancer and all that kind of stuff. But when that happens, your body goes into the savings account and it starts cannibalizing hemoglobin. 
And hemoglobin is an alkaline buffer because it contains 36 histidine groups. So it sacrifices histidine to keep the blood alkaline, and that means it's got to send the iron somewhere. And the iron that's in the hemoglobin goes to the liver. And that's why hemochromatosis, which is called iron overload anemia, is the worst case, the worst kind of anemia to get. Mm. So anemia, it turns out, is not caused by an iron deficiency, but actually induces or causes an iron deficiency or an iron reassignment, repartitioning, putting it in the liver. And if and when the liver fills Instead up, it goes to the, the bone blood. marrow. It, it's not in the blood. It's, it's, it's only in the blood a short time. As it's being transported, as it go, remember how fast it's going through the body, and it's being, uh, you know, caught up yeah. in the liver, and eventually the bone marrow for the worst cases of hemochromatosis, and it, because you are too acid, and you you can't go below 7.1 in your blood, or you'll lose the ability to carry oxygen, and of course that'd be fatal. Yes. Yes. So that's Very, the way the body this, this is. responds. You are fleshing out, no pun intended, the uh, kind of the true biochemistry that isn't made at all clear or public, for that matter, in normal parlance. Uh, because most people think of anemia as an iron issue. And right. it is, but not the way we typically think about it. Right. It's an inability to use oxygen and water. Because of a lack of exactly, yeah, it's because of a lack of the ingredients needed to to fund the healthy structure. Remember, optimal health is nothing more than the result of an optimal biological environment. Everything being yeah. where it's supposed to be, doing what it's supposed to do, and then metabolism is carried off. You know, making energy, managing energy, and getting rid of waste is executed normally in a healthy manner. Yes. Now, you also suggested that taking high alkaline uh, substances from the outside, like alkaline water, I'm wondering, does that mean also alkaline food, is not actually having the alkalizing effect on the tissue that we would want? If, that, if you, did I understand correctly or not? Yes, yes. And if you were able to put a large enough amount of alkaline water into the body that affected the blood, uh, yeah. and let's say it was 9.5 water, you would have to produce enough carbon dioxide, which would be why your CO2 blood gas would be extremely high, to offset that, and this, it would have to produce a pH essentially of 5.3 to counter 9.4, or 9.5, to keep it at 7.4. Oh, God. Again, we see commercialism, uh, you know, a very popular religion, as you know, uh, yeah. stripping science. <laughs> and, uh, you know, here it is again, high alkaline water that actually doesn't have an alkalizing effect as wished. Yeah, the, the, the secret to the, the health benefits of the water, you know, nature is the perfect reference standard. And anybody that, and I can't say in New York City because – I, I can't vouch for this particular property, but if you go out in the country and there's a spring rain and the air's really clean and you know it's it's a nice beautiful day and the rain comes down when the rain stops there's an energy in the air it's almost an yes, electrifying energizing invigorating 
negative ions. That's mm-hmm. what is important. That's what makes the blood flow so well and stay separated. That's the property that um, you want to go after. It's not the pH was simply an incidental aspect, and and I happen to know that person because I was involved in that whole paradigm shift way back when. The, the mm-hmm. issue started with with coral calcium, and what happened yes. is you were supposed to get a little tea bag, a sachet baggie of coral calcium, put it into you know, clean water or or uh, mm-hmm. some kind of purified water, uh, deionized yeah. water, shake it up really good, and then the negative ion properties would change. And if you had an ORP meter, oxidation reduction potential meter, you would see mm-hmm. that the water prior to the coral calcium was maybe a plus 250, and after it was a negative 250 ions. The, it mm-hmm. changed dramatically. It was the drinking of the water that was beneficial, not taking the coral calcium and putting it in your stomach, which was heavily promoted in infomercials and on television and by supplement companies. It had nothing to yeah. do with the coral calcium per se because the coral calcium had a pH of about 9.2-ish in that area, the Okinawan coral calcium. And, yes. But when you put it in the water, it changed the pH of the water. And that was a property of the mineral salts in the coral. But it so dramatically increased the negative ions. It was it was just incredible. When you drank the negative ion, negatively charged, you know, negative ion water, it had a dramatic effect on improving health. But somehow that got lost in the translation, and coral calcium became a $500 million category, and people started taking coral calcium supplements, and of course... Uh, you know, they were making cancer cure claims and all kinds of stuff that yes. ultimately proved to be fraudulent or erroneous. So interesting. We are speaking with Bill Downs of Victory Nutrition International, biochemist, nutritional uh, supplement formulator for decades. We are on a Better World Radio. This is Mitchell J. Rabin. We're on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. And please go to our website for our free newsletter to sign up for it, www.abetterworld.tv. And we're also on TV every Monday evening here in New York City in the Big Apple at 7 p.m. So the newsletter will announce who our guests will be, if we have guests. And we welcome you to be part of a better world community and a better world family. So, again, we're going back to speaking with Bill Downs, the CEO of Victory Nutrition International. And now, Bill, I'd love to get into – we've already done the segue, and then we got stopped on the bridge. Let's move on to uh, the delivery system that you have – uh, created here that is distinct from any other delivery system in that we know of in uh, okay. in the field of nutrition. So my colleague Steve Kushner was the uh, brains behind the prototype of this. He's the guy that realized that phospholipids. He he really uh, had pioneered a special type of of um, liposome technology at the time. He called it intellisomes. And we got together, and, and the thing that occurred to me was there's thousands upon thousands of dietary supplement products in the market, um, and you have to put them all into your mouth and hope that your body is able to break them down and utilize them. Um, that is the common denominator. They all have to it's go rely on the comp- prayer. 
know? <laughs> right. Yes, a lot of prayer. And, and so they all rely on the competence of the digestive system. So I thought to myself, self, what if we could we could engineer something that mimicked uh, cell membrane and body fluid properties? And and the, the reason I say that is because these phospholipids um, make up all your cell membranes and all of your intracellular organelle membranes. So your what they call a cell wall is a membrane, and it's actually called the phospholipid bilayer. The, the cell membrane of the nucleus is a phospholipid bilayer. Of the mitochondria is a phospholipid bilayer. All of the organelles, the things that make proteins and DNA, RNA, all have a phospholipid bilayer. Well, we don't get phospholipids from fish oils. We get them from plant oils, vegetation. So we, what we did, normally if you take lecithin, which has some phospholipids in it, that's why it contains phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylethanolamine, phosphatidylserine, et cetera, et cetera. And if, if normally uh, regular lecithin contains about 19 to 21% phosphatidylcholine. Well, we use a product, a very expensive product from Germany that is roughly, and it's a, it's a non-GMO soy-based uh, uh, lecithin that is 88 to 92% pure phosphatidylcholine. There's other phospholipids in there, but because of that high concentration, there's no phytoestrogens or soy estrogens or however you want to call them, uh, and, and you know, isoflavones, and there's no uh, soy protein. So the stuff that would be a problem for some people is not there. And if anybody's ever spilled lecithin granules on a countertop and tried to wipe it off with their hand, mm -hmm. they realize that it has an, ad an adhesive property, kind of like Formica adhesive. That's at 19 to 21% phosphatidylcholine. Imagine 88 to 92%. It is just a stunning architecture and the the... the the physical and chemical properties are amazing because the way these phospholipids fit together, they have a head and legs, two legs, and the legs fit together. So the heads are facing opposite directions. The heads are water-loving, the legs are fat-loving or water-repelling. So they stick together and they create the phospholipid bilayer of the cell membrane and the intracellular organelle. So we take these phospholipids from this high-grade non-GMO soy and we, sat, we impregnate and saturate it with free ions because for the scientists out there, phospholipids are electrically neutral. And we change the energetic fingerprint by saturating them with free ions that give it a, a profound negative ionic charge. Negative, yeah. And then we take water and we create structured water by running it at about 20,000 RPMs. So it's high-velocity water, which is, again, moving at a high velocity because that's what the blood does when it's healthy. And, but what, and what do you run water it through, goes, that water? Uh, it's in a vortexing. There, there's, you know, it'll, okay. When the patent comes out, you'll be able to read the patent. Uh, okay. All right. So I'll just tell you that much. Yeah. It's a vortexing sure. action. It's a circular vortexing action. It's high speed, high velocity at about 20,000 RPMs. And, and that takes water from the the chaotic forest of water molecules to the nice Amorphous. deep rows, right, of yeah. water molecules, and I'm into very aware that of this kind of process, yeah, 
Yes, and into that we add these energetically enhanced phospholipids. In fact, we call the process energy frequency imprinting, efficience technology. Mm, nice. And into that we add the ingredients in the product that have been now mechanically pre-digested. Because once again, digestive problems are the number one health malady in our culture. So if you took whole food components and put them into the blood, you would have a catastrophic immune response. So we mechanically pre-digest them. We create an, emuls an emulsification that's of ingredients that are microscopically small and introduce that into this high-speed vortexing with these energetically enhanced phospholipids, which now adhere and encapsulate a diverse range of these nutrients. And they create a liposome which most people know is an envelope or a capsule of a phospholipid that contains something. And we've seen liposomed vitamin C and liposomed glutathione and, you know, other ingredients that are liposomed, but you can't liposome minerals. Mm -hmm. They fall out. Mm. But what happens is we get clusters of these energetically enhanced liposomes within a liposome and clusters of those liposomes within a liposome up to hundreds of concentric layers. It's called a multilamellar clustoidal architecture. And, <laughs> and by the way, God, what yeah, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had to create a trade name for it because none, none, no name existed. And the name that we created was protosome. And proto comes from the Latin term to deliver something of value. Hence, it's used in the word production, produce, yes. things like that. That's where it came prototype, from. Prototype, so, of course. Prototype, protosome. And, and that's why the name of the liquid product is protovite, because yeah. it's an entirely different premise. And when we ran this first production batch, uh, which was in this new technology that we implemented very early in 2014, the... Um, the production chemist called uh, us and he said, um, I've been doing this for a lot of years and I have never seen anything like what I'm seeing now. And both Steve and I went, uh-oh, what are you talking about? We use no heat I to make this like product. I hope you like it. <laughs> oh, no, no heat. heat whatsoever. And oh. the guy said, when the product was allowed to stand in a production batch for several hours, it had an exothermic reaction, which means it heated up. And Steve said, well, what did, what did oh. it heat up to? He said, 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, and it stopped there. <laughs> it, was, it was astonishing. So That's we wanted to, you know, I wanted to mimic cell membrane and body fluid properties, and we got something which we believe we've discovered one of the um, mechanistic ways that the body regulates its body temperature. And it has nothing to do with an organ. It is merely the, the complex and the, the collaboration of the engineering dynamic of mimicking the velocity of blood flow, of mechanically pre-digesting the ingredients, of energetically enhancing the phospholipids, of encapsulating those ingredients, because this, this protosome architecture mimics cell architecture. If, if people, you know, just to give everybody an example, a mitochondria is that little hydroelectric plant inside a cell that makes energy, makes ATP. Mm -hmm. So a thumb muscle cell has maybe three to six mitochondria per cell. A heart cell 
as anywhere from 600 to 1,000 mitochondria per cell. A brain cell has up to 30,000 mitochondria per cell. This stuff is jam-packed in here. We, we tend to think of a cell yeah. as like a balloon with stuff floating around in there. These are yeah. densely packed with stuff, with machinery that lets the cell function and do the job it's designed to do. And so we've created an architecture, and, or engineered, I should say. We didn't create anything. All this stuff exists. It's in nature. But we put mm -hmm. it together in a novel way that it, it resembles the very complex architecture of a cell, not the components, not the functional components. You know, we don't have a nucleus and we don't have a ribosome mm -hmm. or a Golgi apparatus or mitochondria, but there's a lot of stuff in there, which is, by the way, one of the reasons why it doesn't really muscle test that well, because this complex architecture acts as a very effective biological capacitor, holding mm -hmm. the energy. You know, when people God, muscle test, they're so measuring the elimination or the emission of energy, and that doesn't happen here. It's, it's pretty well, only the outer really layers. About, this is the building of a house. This is the building of a structure yeah. that's based oh, on just, the principle of biomimicry, which is what I'm – it's astounding that you were able to mimic nature so precisely that you would get the result – of a 98.6 temperature. In a sense, yes. you back, you almost reverse engineered, <laughs> you know, and you <laughs> came up, you know, you came up with that result showing you, um, you know, in vivid terms and technicolor that you, bingo, you actually hit it. It, it, so it is interesting. And I'm passionate about it because it's just an oh, amazing yeah. product. It's doing good. amazing and things, as you mentioned in your I'd intro. like to bring up, yes, I'd like to bring up an image that might be uh, more uh, accessible to people than the, what I can't even pronounce the word you use for describing the proto-cataclytic thing, but it's <laughs> the idea of Russian nested dolls that you, one inside the other, inside the other, inside the other, except, you know, a hundred to a thousand times. So, yeah. You know, all the it, way to a it, molecular level. It is amazing. Level. Yeah. Yeah. It is I mean, absolutely that's the right amazing. understanding, correct? Yeah. It's absolutely correct. So and when you put that in your mouth. Why, yes. So when you put that in your mouth, you know, it begins to degrade in an alkaline pH. It doesn't break down in the stomach, which is an acid pH. It breaks down in the mouth, which is an alkaline pH, and it, the outer layers or whatever breaks down gets absorbed under the blood vessels of the tongue. It goes into the stomach, doesn't break down, goes into the small intestine, and because of the adhesive properties, it sticks to the intestinal wall. The phospholipids degrade and release phospholipids. Uh, ions and nutritional ingredients and phytonutrients that have been mechanically predigested into the blood, and they don't elicit an antigenic, you know, an, an immune alarm. Response. They feed right. the body simultaneously. So this is interesting. It's almost like you, you've, you know, I'll, I'll use my, you know, lay language. It's like you've encapsulated the nutritional formula, you know, the various profiles that you want to deliver 
and it begins the breakdown in the mouth, as you said, and then it bypasses the acidity, the hydrochloric acid environment of the stomach, gets itself right into the walls of the small intestine where it is digested because it's been pre-digested, and that's how you can make the claim that 100% of the nutrition that's packed into the formula gets delivered into the blood through the small intestine and actually the mouth. Yeah, I need to make one modification to that representation. Yes. One of the things sure. I won't do is I won't radio label, I won't use radioactive isotopes to track absorption because it's worthless doing it in a rat or a dog because they have t- entirely different metabolic dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. and, so, and I'm not going to do it in a human. So we don't know that 100% of it is getting absorbed per se. We do know that a hundred that it is being absorbed a hundred percent of the time and a hundred percent of the people and the absorption is synchronized absorption so it's not like food because food you have different particle sizes particle densities particle compositions that break down at different places at different times and that absorption occurs through a very long you know lengthy digestive process so that the hopes is the hope is that you eat you know three quarters of a pound of food to get a half ounce of nutritional benefit. Nutrition. Where here, here, you're getting an extremely high percentage of of simultaneous synchronized absorption that maximizes the opportunity for an incredible synergistic collaboration, stuff working together. Incredible. I I, I kind of explain it like you have an orchestra. It's a 100-piece orchestra. And... One day they have a scheduling conflict and they have to be in five different towns at the same at the same time. So they go out and they get a, a, a representative component of each of the five sections, 20 players, uh, four from each section, get into a bus and they go to the five different towns and they can each play the complete symphony because there's a complete representation. So it's not that all of it gets absorbed in the mouth or that A gets absorbed in the mouth, and I'll use A to Z, that A, B, C gets absorbed in the mouth and D, E, F is absorbed someplace else. A to Z gets absorbed in the mouth. And A to Z that doesn't get absorbed in the mouth gets absorbed in the intestine. And I can't guarantee that it's 100% of the components are getting absorbed, but I can guarantee that a synchronized, complete representation of every ingredient is getting absorbed 100% of the time and 100% of the people to enable the body to achieve optimal gene expression and metabolic function. Awesome. It's still a home run. It's still a home run. Now, in the last minutes we have, I'd like to go through about 10 different diseases. You can do that, right? No, I'm kidding you. Um, That wouldn't be fair. I... I want to take a moment to drink a little of my protovite right now because I am getting so excited by the idea of all the delivery system notions you've put forward. Let me just take a sip. (laughs) You You should hold it in your uh, mouth for 30 seconds. I'm going to need to talk while you're doing that, I guess. I swoosh it around. I swoosh it around, and I 
feel like I'm drinking a fine wine and I'm letting my <laughs> mucosa just absorb and have their day in the sun. And uh, No, I actually very much enjoy it and I really do feel it. And I actually want to give people a way to get in touch with me about this because the better world has gotten squarely behind this product line. Well, you see for yourselves, you're hearing Bill Downs himself. Talk about I got to say something to you. I have to say something Please. to you. I have to okay. commend you. I am so privileged to be here because Mitchell, you are making such a great contribution to helping other people by revealing a wide diversity of individuals who care about helping people and who are devoted to doing that. And if if not for you, they wouldn't have access to the audience and the population that you serve. And I'm just humbled by the privilege to be on the radio with you and be able to communicate this information because you care about helping people. Well, Bill, thank you. Thank you very, very kindly for that. I'm very moved by that. And if you saw my face, you'd see that I was blushing. So I'll move right along. But no, I really do appreciate that. And thank you. And it's, I do what I do for lots of reasons regarding service and creating a better world for all beings. And to have the privilege, honestly, of having someone like you who has been so dedicated and so focused for so many decades on bringing health and nutrition to people, which is health and well-being, which is also longevity, which is healthy longevity, and the amelioration of so many illnesses that our society is beset by for so many reasons. I thank you very much, and uh, thank you for being on the show. I want to take uh, just a few moments. This is completely unfair, and we're going to bring you back because we need a part two, part three, and probably a part four, and uh, I'm really excited about it. But first, let me give people my email address and my phone number so you can get in touch with me so you can get some of this into your own body and that of the bodies of loved ones because this is just hot hot stuff and that's 212-420-0800 212-420-0800 or email me at mjr at abetterworld.net mjr at abetterworld.net. Many of you know that already, but I'm saying it again for any possible new listeners, and I will arrange for you to get the product. It's very easy, and it's worth every single penny. And uh, lives have been saved, and health has been restored in so many, literally thousands of people. So, and the illness itself, the name of it actually doesn't matter, and that's a very powerful thing. Could you take that's a correct. moment, and this is completely unfair, and please realize we'll unfold and unpack this in a, in a future uh, session, a future uh, interview where we'll really get into some depth. But, you know, of course, the big C is what scares the daylight out of everybody, and the doctors have their way with people with using what they feel um, I don't feel it's researched enough, of course, but chemotherapy and radiation therapy and uh, knives and surgery and all of that. What right. if somebody has, say, breast cancer or prostate cancer or lymphoma? What can these products do? 
All right, that's a dynamite question uh, or a landmine or something, but let me qualify something. And I, I mean this sincerely. This is not just a an FDA-required statement. You know, the products do not <laughs> diagnose, treat, cure, prevent disease per se. I may have a little yes. bit of a problem with the prevent since uh, optimal health by default would prevent most chronic prevent. diseases, not all of them. A strong immune right. system prevents, yes. Yes, but um, I, I, it's important to understand, again, I told you in the beginning, my passion was trying to figure out what caused disease. And yes. I have to say, uh, you know, you just mentioned the cut burn poison for the big C. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I have to I have to ask this question: What does cancer mean? What's that word mean? And, and the answer is, it doesn't mean anything. It, it, mm-hmm. it strikes terror into the minds of people who hear it about themselves. Truly, be, because it has it's such a devastating disorder. But here's what's happening: If I put a pillow over your face and I press down really hard, I will guarantee you that at some point in a very near future time, your behavior is going to change. You're <laughs> yes. going to you're gonna go from being Mitchell Rabin to Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, you, 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 you're you're cheating. Be careful. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to change because the environment that I just created is untenable. You cannot survive in that environment. So you either have to beat it or you have to change and adapt to survive in it. And a cancer cell is your cell that is no longer able to survive in an oxygen-deprived environment. It has to change the way that it it relies on energy or makes energy. So it stops Mm -hmm. using oxygen to burn sugar because it can't. And it starts mechanically breaking the sugar down. And when you burn sugar, when oxygen can burn sugar, one molecule of sugar produces 38 energy molecules called ATP. And it does that through three primary steps. Glycolysis, the breakdown of sugar, Krebs cycle, the creation of energy, and electron transport chain. And it achieves that in roughly two seconds. It's amazing. But when you cannot use oxygen and you have to mechanically break the sugar down, it gets caught in glycolysis. It gets hung there, and you have to mechanically break the sugar down. And by the way, from one sugar molecule, you only get two ATP or energy molecules. It is 19 times less efficient. And the problem, it takes seven minutes to produce those two energy molecules. It's extremely burdensome to the body. And when you break a six exactly, when you break a six carbon sugar in half, a glucose molecule, you get two three carbon lactic acid molecules, which is why all cancers are bathed in lactic acid, which is why I call that suffocating cell syndrome. And you can go Mm -hmm. and you can kill cancer cells. But killing cancer cells to cure cancer is like killing mosquitoes to clean up a stagnant pond. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So Very we have to fix the environment. Image. Yes, right. exactly. Yes. If we clean it's the pond, we don't attract mosquitoes. Yes. That's right. It's an inner ecological environmental issue. Yes. Correct. So you're cre- creating a new environment 
through the introduction of oxygen through the delivery system, which is increasing oxygenation at the same time delivering nutrients into the bloodstream. Right. Oxygenation, hydration, and nutrition. Yes. In reverse order, by the way. Nutrition first and then oxygen. Util- because the oxygen's always there. Yes. You're not, it's, it's just it's not, not being oxygen utilized. deficiency. Yeah, it can't be used. That's right. It's not metabolized is what That's you're right. saying. Right. And what is oxygen so, that can't be what is oxygen that can't be used effectively? What's it do? Does it sit on the sideline? No. No. It burns stuff that it's not supposed to burn. And that's a free radical behavior. Exactement. Exactly. Okay. D'accord. Wonderful. <laughs> so you could almost plug in the illness the medically defined diagnosis, and you're going to find the same issue of an, uh, a problem with water and air oxygen, metabolism. And so it doesn't matter if it's a big C word, whether it's lymphoma or breast cancer or prostate cancer, the same biological mechanisms are at play or not at play that is causing the degeneration, which is an anaerobic environment. And the expression of oncogenes and all those kind of factors that medicine looks at to try and control. And, of course, um, you know, there, can you imagine what would happen if they found a cure for a cancer tomorrow? I mean, they had what, one yesterday. What, what what would happen to the entire research and treatment industry that relies on the surgery and the chemotherapy um, and and the radiation treatments for long terms, long periods of time, with recurrent issues coming back again and again? What would happen to that that megal, megalopoly? Bill. Look, I was trying to avoid that subject just to be polite for an hour, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm, I'm playing with you because it hurts you like it hurts me, like it hurts any real thinking person. And when doctors eventually uh, get some objectivity on this, they will get very profoundly sad at the you know, uh, fatalities that have occurred as a result of uh, the standard treatment. Yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell, that's why we have droves of doctors migrating into integrative medicine, which is primarily mm-hmm. nutrition. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're absolutely right, Bill, and I'm so thrilled to see that migration. I'm glad that yep. there isn't, uh, you know, a ban on such refugees. That's all. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to just looking at I would like to ask you specifically also about sickle cell anemia because you're dealing with the healthy blood all of the time this is a peculiarity with the blood could you just take a moment and explain what happens when people are ingesting your products Protovite, Enzorb, Brain Power and then we have to spend a moment also on addictions Okay, so the in the study that we did, we we had a um, a gentleman who was Sicilian, and 
um, he had some sickle cells in his blood when we did a live blood cell analysis. They were there. It was, and the blood was a horrible mess. It looked like a cobblestone street. It was blot. It was clot. Just a clump of aggregated Aggregation. dead, yep. yeah, dead cells. They weren't even viable cells. They had given him less than a month to live, and he was one of the subjects in the study. And again, we're not curing sickle cell anemia. I, I can't explain to you all of the mechanistic transactions that take place in this process. I can only tell you what mm -hmm. happened in his blood. And mm -hmm. the study we did, um, the actual um, you know, implementation with the subjects in the study was almost four years. It was about four years ago now. <clears throat> and they gave him less than a month to live. He took um, the protovite, one ounce, swished it in his mouth for uh, 30 seconds, swallowed. Five minutes later, we take another blood sample. So we got a baseline that shows that it's a mess. We, we take one at five minutes and look at it, and the changes are dramatic. In the first, in the baseline, there are no white blood cells, not one, anywhere in the entire sample. In the second uh, blood draw, you know, the lancing of the finger and looking out on the blood, it is starting to uh, introduce probably about a dozen white blood cells in that one sample. And some of them aren't quite well formed yet, and some of them are plum-like and getting big. And the blood is splayed out. All the sickle cells are gone. All the dead cells are gone. They've, you know, he started to flush all those out through the spleen and in the lymph system and out in his bowel probably. And then in 30 minutes, it looks like the blood of an 18-year-old athlete. All those red blood cells are refilled with hemoglobin. Remember, getting rid of the hemoglobin is what causes the anemia in the first place. And the sickle cell is actually a form of anemia that is unique to black people, to African-American folks and, and Africans, you know, any dark black skin individuals anywhere on the It occurs with them. And I don't think there's a clear understanding of why, but I don't, that doesn't really matter at this point. It's the fact mm -hmm. that, you know, he was Sicilian. They have, uh, you know, black uh, genes in them, and he had sickle cells. And in 30 minutes, they're all gone. Five minutes, they were gone. In 30 minutes, they're beautiful, plum-like red blood cells. They've refilled with hemoglobin. They have an R about them. They're flowing wonderfully well on the, in the plasma on the slide. And that was four years ago, and the guy's still alive. Remarkable. Remarkable results. 80 right. He's 84 now. Extraordinary. Yeah, he, well, listen, and he's Sicilian, I, and he smokes, smokes Perotis. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Little Italian, this is not an advertisement for smoking. But no, not at all. <laughs> we will. I'll have to postpone the discussion about uh, the other items of addiction, of Alzheimer's, of arthritis, uh, for another time. But would you come back on the show and talk with me? It'd be a privilege and a pleasure and a lot of fun. Wonderful. Bill Downs, I want to just thank you again, truly deeply, for your good work, your excellent work, and developing this this uh, company. I know it's very hard when you're a chemist like yourself to be all of a sudden administrating a company. It's an entirely different kind of conversation, if you will. And uh, but you know, it's all just a symptom of your commitment to everybody's health and well-being. So you know, please know it's recognized, make... acknowledged, and thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Can I make one final comment here? Please. I would well I would love to meet 
people from your audience. I know you and I are going to be at the New Life Expo. Correct. Uh, com- coming up. So October if you announce that at some point. October 27th, 8th, Second, like that. 28th? Yes. Oh, okay. So yes. I look forward to meeting people there, and I look forward to seeing you Wonderful. at that time. We're going to be getting together. Exactly. I'm still working getting you on the nutrition panel. So uh, I have to speak to my dear friend Mark Becker about that, which I will do. So, yes, that sounds great. If people who are in the listening area of New York City would want to come and meet there, again, contact me at mjr at a better world dot net by email or by landline 212-420-0800, and uh, we'll make such arrangements. Okay, Bill? You got it, man. Thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. All right, bye-bye. Bill Downs, a formulator of the highest order and the president and CEO of Victory Nutrition International, of which, as I mentioned, a better world is now behind, and we make these products available through us, and we'll have that on our website in short order. In the meantime, you can just contact me directly at mjr at abetterworld.net and forward this also to your friends. They need to hear this, that there is truly help and hope around so many different conditions that honestly modern medicine just cannot shake a stick at. And it's a maintenance model. It's not a healing model in general. Emergency medicine is fantastic and you would always want a doctor in a case of emergency at your side. I've seen remarkable things myself. But when it comes to degenerative chronic conditions or so-called the big C, it's not that there aren't occasional and temporary uh, benefits. Yes, there have been, but it's only because the patient is strong enough to withstand the treatment. It's usually not the disease that kills, it's the treatment. It's a sad, long story, and there's a lot of evidence to back that up. I am not just speaking lightly, but we'll have that discussion another time. In the meantime, I want to just invite you all to the New Life Expo. I'm very glad Bill brought that up because that will be an excellent place to meet Bill and uh, his wonderful colleagues there who will be helping to educate people about what these products are. They're really exceptional. You know me by now, and you know that a better world doesn't get behind things that aren't really exceptional, and these products really are. So I want to thank you all for joining us this evening. Again, forward this link to your friends and family, and even those you might not like, but you really want to see get healthy. That would be great in the spirit of a better world, you know. And remember that we are a 501c3. We are a nonprofit, and we manage to sustain and thrive on your kind, generous donations. I like to say an investment in a better world for us all. So please know you can go to our website, PayPal, friends and family, please, uh, and make donations. We appreciate any size, and we love the spirit and the heart behind that. So thanks again. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I look forward to seeing you all next week.